You got the call. Welcome to the big leagues, kid. Wow, that thing's like it sends shivers down my spine. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, that's the way to make an entrance into this show. Welcome to the call-up presented by Triple Play Fantasy, your number one place for prospect rankings, analysis of every farm system in the bigs, and who's next for the call-up. D-Mendy joined by fellow prospect fanatics Christian Crespo and John Helmkamp. I want you guys each... For those that don't know who you guys are, to go ahead and just give us a little quick synopsis of what you like to do with prospects, baseball, all that good stuff. So, Christian, let's start with you, my friend. No, people know who I am. They've they've been listening to this show for a while. You know, we just revamped it. We're getting ready for some in-season stuff, you know, taking a whole different approach. So, go ahead, John. Introduce yeah, yourself. Yeah, so I am new here. Uh, I'm John Helmkamp. Some of you might be familiar with me kicking around a lot in kind of the football space i've done a lot of fantasy football stuff in the last few years um but baseball is my first love from a sports standpoint and i'm really excited to to get to do this and dive into this i'm a uh, sports writer and editor over at the new york post so uh that's what i do for my day job and this is what i do for fun uh, so basically i'm just surrounded by sports all the time um yeah super excited about it. this is gonna be great really looking forward to this yeah, and you guys are obviously both very plugged into the baseball world. Our group chat's always buzzing with uh, prospect talk and guys that are doing well and guys we're worried about, trades, all that good stuff. So we're bringing that here to the screen and for the viewers. And every single week here, we're going to be hitting on a bunch of different topics, whether that's our hitters and pitchers of the week, notable promotions in the minor leagues, our prospect watch, and of course, guys on the verge of the call-up. So we're going to be touching on so many different things, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to make sure the main point of this is for not just the prospect fanatic that just wants to learn more about prospects, but the fantasy manager in your dynasty league that's looking to learn more about acquiring guys early on in their careers to be able to get them and be able to watch them blossom as they go through the minor leagues. So a lot of great stuff coming. And we got to start first and foremost. I already touched on it. Our ML, our minor league players of the week. So a bunch of great candidates to choose from. Christian, we're going to let you kick off our first guy for our minor league player of the week, hitter-wise, and you have Nolan Gorman of the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, the definition of on fire, if you look at it in the dictionary, you'll see Nolan Gorman's face right next to it. That's because this guy is absolutely raking right now in the minor leagues for the Cardinals. And at 22 years old, he's in AAA. And there were, you know, going into spring training, uh, Cardinals fans were just clamoring to keep him in the big leagues and, you know, just make sure that you know, he's part of, I mean, he is part of the future. And, you know, he got off to a, a slow start going a modest 0 for 9. But then ever since then, he's gone 13 for 28, hitting 464 with six home runs. Um, that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, the one thing that he does not have going for him right now is that he's striking out 36.6% of the time 
So that's something he's definitely going to have to fix, um, you know, once he does get the call up to the next level. Um, but right now it's it's tough because they signed um, Albert Pujols to be their everyday DH. So that kind of took a spot. And, you know, they also have Juan Yepes, who was also said, you know, he could uh, fill that role for them. But I don't know. Nolan Gorman just to me, he seems like he's a, an improvement over Edmundo Sosa. And, hmm. you know, somebody that, you know, he's a lot of people are already excited for him. And other than the K Ray, I mean, he's he's putting up strong numbers. The WRC plus of 221 when uh, average is 100. I mean, he is absolutely killing it right now. And um, that's why he's my uh, hitter of the week. A lot of great prospects in that Cardinal system. And Gorman was somebody that they were toying around in spring training. There was a thought he could potentially break camp with the team, but ultimately he didn't. And he's thriving in AAA, as you mentioned, six home runs. And just looks like, I mean, any day now, I wouldn't be shocked if they gave him the call based on his production. But like you said, there are some roadblocks there. And there's a lot of just young guys in that system that are exciting. And you touched on a bunch of them. Lars Newbar is also another guy there too. Jordan Walker. Yeah, so there's a lot of great Cardinals prospects. Hopefully Gorman seems like he's kind of on the cusp of being one of the next guys up there, but we'll have to keep an eye on that. This next guy here is, I think it's safe to say someone you might hear a lot of on this show. Somebody that I think makes an appearance in our group chat once a day. Uh, This is a definition of a Stan and John talking about Tristan Casas. Yeah. um, This is my dude. Um, this isn't exactly, you know, a name that's flying under the radar or anything like that. This He's uh, a top prospect right now in all of Major League Baseball. He's the number one name uh, in the Red Sox system. But what he's done over the last week, he's he's kicking down the door to make his way to the Major Leagues, especially with first base being a, a position that is not a strong point on the Red Sox roster right now. So what he's done, I mean – a 376 average, uh, 524 on base, a 750 slug, and a 1.274 OPS. That'll play. And he's hitting a lot of home runs. What I love to see from him is his control of the strike zone is something that the three of us have talked about, you know, behind the scenes. And I love that that is continuing right now. He's he's walking more than he's striking out. Um, he's getting on base a ton for being a big power bat first baseman. He's not like a three true outcome first baseman where he's going to hit a homer strikeout or walk. You know what I mean? He's getting on base and, and he's doing it in impressive fashion. He's like six, four ish. He's a big dude. And when he does make contact, it goes really far, really fast. And I just think there's not a whole lot standing in his way. This is a guy that I think can get called up at any time now to, to the major leagues with, them doing a platoon right now of Bobby Dahlbeck and Travis Shaw and Bobby Dahlbeck is struggling mightily. He has 10 strikeouts and five hits this season, Bobby Dahlbeck. So there's not exactly a uh, impressive bat standing in Cassis's way. I, I think that he's going to make his appearance sooner than later. And when he does, I, I don't think they're going to look back. I think that's the starting first baseman of the future for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, he's currently inside the top 20 on MLB.com's top 100 prospects, somebody that has a lot of power, somebody that seems like he's, again, on the cusp of potentially going, especially if an injury were to happen to someone like Dahlbeck. I do think because Dahlbeck had a really great second half in terms of cutting his K rate nearly in half, that they're looking for signs of that hitter to still be there, and he did have some prospect pedigree as well. 
that mm-hmm. maybe they'll let him ride it out a little bit longer before they consider starting to bench him. But you know, people like John, they're out there just waiting for the moment. They every single strikeout he's documenting for yeah, Dahlbeck. I, <laughs> uh, so I literally he's got a whiteboard, I, I got a whiteboard with tallies on it every yes. time he you just turns around. Let's dash. um let's create it. I've got this thing ready to go that has not been unwrapped yet. And what there I'll do go. is I'll just put this behind me and I'll put tally marks anytime Bobby Dahlbeck strikes out. Yeah. No, I, w- I I don't wish ill on any player, right? I'm even a Red Sox fan, so it's not like I want to see Bobby Dahlbeck not do well. But it just hasn't really translated yet. And he is still super young, but Cassis is four years younger than him. And if he's already showing more discipline at the plate and ability to get on base, you know, that, that could happen. Like you said, if there's an injury, it might not even be to Bobby Dahlbeck. If Travis Shaw gets injured and they need depth at the position on, on the roster, then I could see... Cass is coming up and them potentially platooning him and, and Bobby Dahlbeck to, to start with. So yeah, there's, there's opportunities and I think it's going to happen sooner than the Dahlbeck strikeout board. I think that's definitely yes. needing to be a thing going here yes. on out. Could I spell oh, yeah. his name Dahlbeck, but instead of a C, a K. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that has, it has to be. That way. No, if, okay. if you didn't, it, it, there would be an issue. <laughs> okay. The next guy I'll talk about here, Jordan Lawler of the Arizona Diamondbacks. He plays in their single A system, or for single A for them right now. 406 batting average, 512 on base percentage, 719 slug, three homers, six RBIs, five stolen bases, and a 1.231 OPS so far with Diamondbacks. MLB, if you follow MLB Pipeline on Twitter, he's making their their tweets once a day, it seems like. He's just all over everything for them right now. He's somebody that's a five-tool player who's drafted with the sixth pick in the 2021 draft. So obviously a very high pick in that draft. So they're expecting a lot from him. And he hasn't shown anything to not feel like he's fitting that bill for him. Some people compare him to Bobby Witt, but although he looks like he's a little bit better at this age than Witt was, not saying he's going to be a better prospect, but at this point when they're both were starting out here, he's got a really quick, compact swing. He's very patient at the plate, does not necessarily striking out a bunch. He does need to work on his power, which many people do think as he gets older and grows and develops more into his body that he will be able to hit for more power consistently. And you see the three home runs early on in the spring that show or early on in the season show that he's somewhat starting to find his stride with that. And this is somebody, again, you see those five stolen bases already. This is somebody that could easily be giving you double digit stolen bases when he does get to the big leagues. The Diamondbacks are devoid of talent on their major league roster. So you have guys with this type of draft capital and the guys that are doing well in the minor leagues, they're definitely, I feel like going to make sure that they're pushing them up more so through the system and uh, absolutely going to be perfect. So I'm very big on Jordan Lawler. And I I know, I think it was even today, John put something in our group chat about Jordan Lawler. So I know he's on board as well. I did. Yeah. I was excited because, um, you know, he's coming off an injury. So seeing him healthy and now back and thriving is, is, great like i love it and he's six two like he's got a frame that can pack on muscle he's still only 19 years yeah. old so and I they, think he's they got put it. him back it they on. yeah they they were aggressive with his placement too first year uh i think he's in high a already like mm-hmm. that's yeah that's i mean by the, the time he's by the time he's you know 21 22 he could be right AAA. there triple a making yeah. it making it close so Definitely. yeah he's gonna be a fun uh, a fun watch over the next couple of years yeah yeah and he only played in five games last year in 2021. So uh, really great start here for Jordan Lawler. Let's go and look at the pitching side of things. Let's start off with Simeon Woods Richardson of Minnesota, who is a big fan, or Christian's a big fan of this guy, coming over from the Blue Jays. And 
the Twins need pitching, and Simeon Woods Richardson is starting to knock on the door here. Yeah, um, so with him, the reason why I highlighted him is just because um, of, you know, the recent injuries that you know, the Twins are going through with Sonny Gray and his hamstring now. He's going on the aisle. They did bring in Chris Paddock, but you can never have too much starting pitching depth. And the one thing with Simeon Woods Richardson is that he's not a big strikeout guy. Uh, but he does produce. He is currently producing a 46 uh, percent ground ball rate, and that's something that'll definitely um, work with the Twins. Just because, you know, up the middle they have Carlos Correa and Jorge Polanco, both really good defenders. Uh, third base is kind of a question, but with you know the possible call up of Jose Miranda soon, they could fix that as well. Um, so his his thing is, like I said, he doesn't really generate a lot of strikeouts. Balls put in play a lot. Um, but he's somebody that his name carries value. And it's important for that organization just going forward because, you know, how long is Dylan Bundy's 90-mile-per-hour forcing fastball going to last? You know, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. it's seeing him today in, in, against Boston. It just doesn't look good. I don't know how it's effective to be completely honest, but I mean, this is somebody that, you know, he's in double a right now, but he could make, you know, a jump and you, you never know what, what he could do at the big league level. I mean, there, there's somebody that they traded, it was came back in the package for Jose Barrios last season and you know they could definitely use Jose Barrios now. So um, why not? He, I mean, you, you see the numbers there, it, 10 and two thirds innings is zero ERA, a 0.66 whip. It, it's, it's impressive what he's doing. So I'm that's why he's my uh, minor league pitcher of the week. Yeah, and just I know we're right now a prospect show, but if you have Dylan Bundy, please make sure you sell him high right now because <laughs> it's, it's just a ticking time bomb with him. But you mentioned Simeon Woods Richardson, like you said, not a strikeout guy, under seven strikeouts per nine so far this year. He did have combined last year double-digit Ks per nine. But again, I don't know if he's necessarily that much of a strikeout pitcher. I think he'll be somewhere in between. But uh, home runs yeah. per nine keeps the ball in the ballpark. He's only had one year with a home runs per nine over one. So this is a guy that yeah. does rely heavily on ground balls. And uh, I think that's very exciting. And he's somebody, again, that, you know, in double A right now, you could see by the end of the season with the Twins here. So he might be somebody we'll be talking about again in the future here. John, let's go to your guy next. And that's going to be uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about Mr. Salser in the Pittsburgh yeah. Pirates organization? Because you were we were talking before the show and. Yeah, you're kind of there's part of you that likes him and part of you started stepping back a little bit. And so why don't you talk about your process with him? Yeah, I mean, when I'm looking at it, you know, he's 27 years old, but um, he missed like a whole year in I think it was 2018, if I remember right. No, it was before that. It was like 2015 or 16 when he was in college that he missed a year because of Tommy John. So that kind of delayed his his track, but he's 27 years old. But he is at AAA, and right now he's performing well. Uh, he's in the Pirates organization, and the Pirates need a lot of help all over the field, um, especially, you know, their their pitching rotation is uh, not exactly strong. So I think that this could be someone that they look to to potentially see, you know, what they have and see if they can bring him up. He has two games. That one complete game, um, that's a, uh, a bit of a misnomer because it was a five-inning complete game, quote-unquote, because it was rained out, but in five innings, he struck out seven, uh, didn't give up 
and he runs and, you know, people aren't hitting him. The uh, batting average against him right now uh, so far this season is a 176.67 whip. So he's keeping people off the base paths. He's K'ing people. He's uh, not walking a lot of, of batters. So he's someone that I think if he continues to perform like he is right now, why not? I mean, they might as well bring him up and see if they have something, you know, back of the rotation kind of guy. He's not going to be a, a stutter, an ace or anything like that, but he can give them some valuable innings. Um, there was even talk of him when he was younger about him being a potential closer or not a closer, but a bullpen guy instead of a starter. So I don't know exactly what role he might have in Pittsburgh, but they need depth all over the place. Um, he could be someone that they bring up and that he finds a, a stable role. Yeah, and just looking over at his Fangraphs page too, in the triple, he's right now with the Triple A club, and got actually now up to twelve point two innings, just under ten Ks per nine, a BABIP that's very respectable with those numbers. It's not like you can expect a huge regression in the BABIP there, but again, somebody that you could see potentially with the Pirates some point this season, that his FIP and XFIP aren't much off than from his ERA, so. This is a guy that, again, the Pirates need pitching. The Pirates need everything, to be honest. And Hugh Solcer, he's somebody that they might put in their rotation. And this is a guy right now that I don't think people talk about him as a prospect necessarily enough. You see other sexier names get floated around. And someone like him might be someone this year in a redraft league that could be eventually value for you. He could give you innings. He could be somewhat uh, useful for you. So make sure that you're scouring a bunch of guys in double A AA and triple A and maybe not always the most talked about players, but the ones on the teams that need the prospects the most. So, right. Cause th- those are the ones that are going to get opportunities that are, you know, uh, low leverage situations, right? Like you're, this isn't a team that we're expecting to compete for the playoffs this year. So in the second half of the season, why not bring up a young guy and get him some innings and see what you have in him when you're not fighting for the division, you know what I mean? So I can see that shaking out in Pittsburgh. Going from one end of the spectrum to the other, if we're talking about guys with big names and teams that are on the rise, Max Meyer is somebody that every prospect head knows about. People that even don't follow prospects know who Max Meyer is. He's so far two games this season, nine innings pitched, 13 strikeouts, a two ERA with only one walk. So he's got a a 13 to 1 K to walk ratio, a .33 whip, and a .69 average. This is a guy that's right now pushing right through the Marlins organization, knocking on the door to be called up. And you think the Marlins with their tons and tons of pitching, Sixto Sanchez isn't even pitched in like feels like two years. He's still there. Uh, you know, obviously the Jesus Lazardo experiments looking incredible so far, and they have a lot of arms. But if someone like an Eliezer Hernandez were to go down, someone in that back end of that rotation, I think you can never have enough pitching. I think Christian just said that not too long ago. So, if someone like Max Meyer is going to put up these types of numbers in AAA, and by the way, I don't, for those that don't know, the AAA season for the Marlins is the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. So that might be the, one it. of the best names out there. I uh, need that hat. That sounds like a really good hat. <laughs> I need yeah. But uh, he's just absolutely looking incredible. And, and this continues from his spring training, where he pitched four scoreless innings in spring training for the Major League Club as well. This is somebody that you might see later in the show, as we'll talk about it then too, but He's somebody that's on the cusp, and I would not be shocked if he's in the next month or so he comes up to the uh, and joins the Marlins Big League Club. Christian, I saw you unmute yourself. Was there something about Max Meyer? I mean, he makes me excited too, so I get it. Yeah. But it well, go ahead. Talk about Max Meyer. No, I mean, it, his last start 
he was throwing five perfect innings. And the only reason why he came out of the game was because he was having calf cramps. Like it, that's, he is dominating out there on the mound right now. And a lot of Marlins fans are just clamoring for him to get called up. A lot of them wanted him to break camp with the team and in the bullpen as a closer, um, which to me, in my opinion, you don't want to do that with somebody with the upside that Max Meyer has. Um, just because of what he can do in a big league rotation. But yeah, like I said, and you mentioned it too, you can never have enough rotation depth. And the Marlins are building a pitching. They have a pitching factory (laughs) in that organization. It's it's crazy what they continue to pump out. And Max Meyer is just another example of that. And I'm I'm so excited to see what he can do at the big league level. It just, you got to be patient with him. Um, and that's, it's not what a lot of baseball fans are is patient, but, um, yeah, he's, he's going to be really good. They want the new shiny toy. That's for sure. And Meyer is again, somebody I would not be shocked in the next couple of weeks. If we're talking about him going into our next segment and this, one of these guys, and that's notable promotions guys that were being brought up. And as far as minor league guys going up to make major league debuts that did not make it out of camp. You had Mackenzie Gore go and make his first start for the San Diego Padres. His underlying metrics necessarily showed that there could have been a better performance from him. Not as many swinging strikes as many would like, but, you know, five innings pitched and two earned runs is not necessarily a bad debut. Nick Lodolo for the Reds got called up. Didn't look great in his first start, but he is obviously somebody, a lefty that I think very fluid delivery and somebody that has great stuff, someone that will stick around for a long time. And outfielder Elliot Ramos of the San Francisco Giants was called up and he's mixed into the outfield role there as well. So there's just only been three guys that have been called up to the major league so far. And none of them have made a giant impact. And obviously you have guys like Hunter Green, who already made it out of camp, Bobby Witt, Julio Rodriguez, all these guys already started out there. Adley. And Adley Rushman. Adley. He's not yet. He's I, the tricep injury, I think, cost I know, him that start. I but he, I mean, you'll see him there sooner rather than later. I'm not, well. He's from he's from my hometown, uh, Sherwood, Oregon. I literally worked like two blocks from the high school that Adley Rushman played at. Did you ever meet him? So, no, I never met him, unfortunately. Like I wanted to so bad. But yeah, so I've known Adley's name since he was like 15 years old. So it's been fun mm-hmm. to watch him. And then he stayed in Oregon, went to Oregon State. Like it's it's been really cool to watch him. And he's going to he's going to get there real soon. Yeah, he will. Yeah. Be. He's one of the big three. Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt and Adley Rushman were the big three kind of guys going into this year. I forget the Tigers Ryan Green. Got- <laughs> well, that's that's the Tigers fan in you. He's still like a top five guy. Uh, well, he yeah, would have broke Green. camp if it wasn't for the injury. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He uh, all right. Let's go now to our prospect watch, and we're gonna start off with Christian's guy here. And Christian, our Cassinat, our Encarnacion Strand, another yeah. Twins player. So Christian, maybe you're an in the closet Twins fan. I don't know. You like a lot of their prospects. Uh, but go ahead and talk about your guy here. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, he's actually somebody that really has popped off um, on a lot of radars recently. I mean, he's 22 years old in high A. So, you know, he, he's at the level that he should be not walking too much. Uh, a modest 24% strikeout rate. So it's not too bad, but he has an OPS near 1400. Uh, he's just absolutely mashing right now. I mean, five home runs, two doubles, uh, 20... 20 RBIs, only nine strikeouts. That's that's really good. He's even stolen two bases in eight games. He's you know somebody that um, you definitely want to keep your eye on. Uh, 
you know, these guys pop up out of nowhere. And that's why when I when I was looking for this for guys to fit in this criteria, I mean his his numbers just really popped up off the page. I mean, he's he's hitting the ball forty six point two percent on the ground. So maybe, you know, elevate a little bit, but he's he's definitely somebody that's caught my eye. I'm definitely following him a lot closer than I was. Yeah, he's, again, somebody, another great player in this twin system. Right now, only in their uh, their single-A club. But, again, we're trying to emphasize, like Christian talked about in the beginning, not just guys necessarily getting called up, but guys right now down in the low minors that you can capitalize trying to look at and invest in early because these are the guys that, as they get more through the minor leagues, their value is only going to go up. And somebody that's hitting that's putting up these type of numbers early on in the season is not going to last very long in single-A. And then when he gets to yeah. double A and triple A, more people are talking about him. So I like where you went with this guy to start out. The guy that we're talking about next, Khalil Watson, is a little bit more, again, somebody people know about, but uh, another great Marlins prospect. The Marlins just seem like they have a, a lot of great guys here. John, what do you like about Khalil Watson? Yeah, I mean, we talked about Jordan Lawler earlier, and he and Watson, I think, are going to be in a race with one another for the major leagues in terms of which one's going to get there first. But both of these guys could be future stud shortstops in, in the majors. Um, Watson is only 5'9", but he is he plays much bigger than that. He's got strength. He can hit for power to all fields. Right now, his OPS is a 1.261. He's, he's killing it. I am concerned because he's, his K rate right now is like really high. It's 45 and a half. Uh, so he needs to get that under control. But with his athleticism and what he can do uh, on offense and on defense as well. He's someone that I think is going to go really quickly through Miami's farm system. Um, so I, I'm very interested to see what he continues to do this year. He was, you know, a candidate to, to go first overall in last year's uh, last year's draft. So the fact that he fell to, to Miami was a bit of a surprise to a lot of people. So I think that he's someone that is going to, continue to just flash and he's so flashy in everything he does he just looks electric on the field and it's really hard to kind of keep those guys down so i think that if he can get that k rate under control but but keep his you know keep his other numbers high then i think that he's someone that's gonna gonna climb quickly and what's interesting about Watson, he plays in the same organization as somebody that has a similar look and profile as his maybe he has more power but jazz chisholm Mm-hmm. Kind of somebody that's very fast, electric on the base path, somebody that, that can hit for some power, but he's going to be kind of that electric presence into the lineup. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, those two could be sharing a middle infield for this team yeah. for years to come. Yeah. Very exciting player. And like you said, that, that would K-rate. be a very electric middle infield. If you've got those two, like yeah. the the dynamic plays that they can make and the speed and their range, that would be a, uh, that'd be a really good middle infield. So for sure. yes, for sure. Let's get to our last segment. We're going to talk about who's next. And this is, again, on the call-up, we like to close out with guys that are, who's next to make that Major League Ball Club? Who are guys that you should be kind of keeping an eye on for that could be making that call-up to the bigs? And Christian's guy, Nick Allen, in the Oakland organization, you think he's due to be getting called up to the club very soon? Yeah. Um, So with me, there are a couple different things that I took into account with it. First, I looked at obviously production. Who's producing at the AAA level? You know, that's not um, 
not like older, but you know, he's he seems ready like for the next level. Then I looked at what the big league club looks at at the position. And right now, Elvis Andrews is a starting shortstop for the Oakland A's. And Nick Allen has been rumored to be their future starting shortstop for a, a little, like a decent amount of time. I mean, he entered the Oakland organization at 18 uh, years old back in 2017. And he's been consistent throughout. And, you know, he went over with Team USA to play in the Olympics and he really flashed over there as well. But he's carried it over. I mean, he's walking at 11.3 percent and only striking out 13.2 percent of the time. So he's really, uh, you know, just working, working the count, getting on base, uh, not hitting for much power. But that's not something that's really in his profile. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, his his time is coming up soon. And it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, within the next week or two with the way Oakland's playing, you know, I believe they are in the top five of scoring in all of baseball right now, if, whether you actually believe that or not. But um, Nick Allen is somebody that could, you know, step right in and, you know, start getting his feet wet at the big league level. Yeah, Nick Allen, I know you touched on it, Christian. Right now, a double-digit walk rate and only a 13% K rate in AAA yeah. right now. Uh, again, maybe not as much power as you'd like. He's got a .085 ISO as it is right now. Yeah, not but great, Bob. A th- yeah, 319 average and nearly 400 OBP. Uh, kind of, I think you'll know his role when he does get called up. And Oakland is, I mean, is it fair to say they're like the Pittsburgh Pirates of the AL, basically just selling off a bunch of guys and having a bunch of young guys come up? Oakland, uh, obviously, a better record. Their own level, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, he'll get some playing time. They need guys there, and, and he should get it. I yeah, just will touch a, on. I mean, yeah, sorry, but he has a twenty five percent line drive rate too. So mm-hmm. it's not like he's just like you know spraying the ball. I mean, he's hitting the ball to all fields too. He's he's working his way on. He's yeah, like I said, I think it's Oakland. What are you doing? I will touch on this guy one more time in our show. Tristan <laughs> F. and Cots is John Rance again. I, this is the same for time purposes. I think you guys know yeah. how John feels about Tristan yeah, Cots. Yeah. So uh, very much yeah. he could be on the verge there next. But and wait. then I'll, go ahead. I'm sorry. John, what are you ready? Am I ready? On the clock. Yes, I am on the clock. Yeah. That's and the, the official call of Dynasty League that we yeah. just started, John is now on the clock and he is going yeah. to make his pick on this show. No pressure, but hurry up. Not at all. Not at all. Um, so we're in the 14th round. What we did is we decided to split this draft basically in half. So there are no minor leaguers being drafted in the first 30 rounds of this draft. So it's all major leaguers. And then from rounds 31 through 50, it's a mad dash to fill out your bench with with prospects. So I think it's going to be a really creative way to put everyone into a position where they have a roster that could or should contend to start with yeah. instead of just going automatically into rebuild mode and then a team being bad for four years while you're waiting on Khalil Watson to make it to the pros or whatever. So um, all major league players, my roster right now is looking really good but you always say that in draft like if you're leaving a draft go wow my team sucks then that's pretty bad but right now i'm happy with where it stands i need outfielders i have george springer uh, as an outfielder and that's my only outfielder right now um so i'm looking at some options and i'm thinking about being a homer and taking jd martinez because he's my dude but the age is getting up there um i'm actually gonna go i think in a in a different direction I'm going to go with Jesse Winker. Um, I like him. I like what he did last year. 
He's a newcomer to Seattle. He's been off to a bit of a slow start, but in recent games, he's started to kind of figure it out. The season's so young that like the stats to start the year, I really don't care about much. Yeah. But I like what he brings to the table. He's a guy that has shown to be able to hit, you know, high 200s to early 300s with power. Um, he's not a speed guy. He's not going to contribute to my stolen bases. Um, but that Seattle lineup, I think, will continue to find their stride as the season goes on. And you have yeah. Julio Rodriguez developing more and climbing in the batting order. He's not going to be a seven-hole hitter for more than like a few weeks before Julio Rodriguez probably gets bumped up the lineup. So I think as that lineup continues to develop, um, Winker could be someone that kind of starts to find his his form again and hopefully contribute to my, you know, my average and OPS because those are numbers that he's really good in and has been for several years. So um, I'm thinking I'm going to go Jesse Winker here. Did you make the pick or, it, or are you still deciding? No, he hasn't. My, I'm staring my, at the board right now. My cursor, still... my cursor is hovering over the button because I'm so tempted to take JD Martinez. Um, well, while you're making, while you're deciding, really oh, I'm going to take him. I'm taking Winker. Oh, uh, you're doing it. You're taking yeah. Winker. Pulling the, pulling the trigger. All right. Winker live on the first ep- in-season episode of the call-up. We'll close out just here. Some other guys that you could see be called up very soon. O'Neill Cruz, which we had to make sure we mentioned him on the show, uh, should have made it out of spring training. He's struggling a little bit to start out the year in AAA, but I do think he'll be called up sooner rather than later. We already talked about Nolan Gorman and Max Meyer, but some other AL Central guys, Jose Miranda and MJ Melendez, both are not hitting for a great average right now. MJ Melendez has two home runs. Miranda has one. But these are guys, I think when an injury happens, they could be called up because they were showing in spring training uh, what these types of guys are. And I know we haven't necessarily talked about it just being the first show, but sometimes if you think you're going to make the club out of spring training to get sent down to AAA, it messes with your head and you don't have the same type of approach or confidence. And these guys don't have much left to prove, in my opinion, in AAA. So I think it could be seeing a slow start from some of these guys for that reason. But these are guys that deserve to be on the big league ball club. And I yeah. think we're right now, April 18th, I wouldn't be shocked if you told me by the 1st of May that half of these five guys, two or three of them, were called up by May 1st. Yeah. And uh, John has been pooping all over Bobby D. But um, <laughs> Miguel Sano has one hit all season, and he's still yeah. starting at first base for the Twins. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll throw, I'll throw another first baseman on that list. Mason Martin. Uh, in the Pirates organization Pirates, as yeah. well. Just another Pirates guy because they are in that rebuild mode and he's someone that's in AAA right now and he's batting 359 with a 1.17 OPS. So they've got no one at first base. They're, you know, platooning between the White Horse and uh, Vogelback. So, yeah, I could favorite. see... Yeah, I could see Mason Martin getting, getting a look sooner than later too. Yeah. yeah I love it. And With that, that's going to wrap up the first in-season episode of The Call-Up. Remember, if you enjoy the content, you guys want to see more episodes, make sure you guys on YouTube like, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and leave a comment below. Who are some of these guys we listed that you like? Let us know in the comments. If you're listening to the podcast version, five stars uh, is always, and a rating review always helps us out big time. So please make sure you guys do that. We'll be back next week with another episode. Of course, we'll be breaking down some some guys in the second week here that are kind of catching our eye here and doing great stuff. But for Christian, for John, David here, catch you all next week. Don't forget Michael in the background too. Michael, Michael Richards, our guy. Come on. 
Thank you, Christian. Yes. Yeah. Michael Richards is part of this as well. You'll be catching Michael Richards here on some episodes as well. Yeah. That's why Christian's a good co-host here. (laughs) Uh, We'll catch you guys next week.